You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of the Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Killifer. Susie Hunt. And we are starting our new month of films. This is a home invasion month. Starting off with episode 137, Don't Breathe, from 2016. It's an hour and 28 minutes, directed by Fetty Alvarez. Uh, this is our second movie by him, I believe, because uh, he did the Evil Dead remake. Uh, mm-hmm. Did some episodes from of the From Dusk Till Dawn series. He did The Girl in the Spider's Web, um, and then he uh, he was the writer for Don't Breathe 2 and the most recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Netflix one, which Patreon listeners will know we discussed. But uh, we won't. We'll leave that one off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks about this film. Susie, I believe this was a first time watch for you, so we're going to toss it over to you first. It was, and I have mentioned many times before that I like the YouTube channel, What Horror. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe that in all the times I've watched What Horror countdowns, either I don't remember or I haven't seen Don't Breathe included in one. Oh my God. So here's the rare thing. Yesterday, picture it. Youngstown, New York. <laughs> April whatever yesterday was, 2022. <laughs> Settling into my chair. Got my notebook, my pen. Husband is sitting next to me. I look at him and I said, are you really going to watch this? And he goes, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch it. Stephen Lang is in this movie. And I'm like, all right. So we're in for a treat. I also found out after we finished watching the movie that he has contemplated watching this movie without me several times. (laughs) So maybe there is hope for him yet. (laughs) But this movie, never seeing it before and watching it critically, I was on the edge of my seat, holding my breath. Like, my back has been bad. I mentioned that off air. I'm, like, tensed up, waiting for shit to happen. Shit happens, and I'm like, oh, my God, shit happened. (laughs) And then I know that I, I messaged you and Reese when I finished it. I am never gonna. I can never make a turkey or a chicken the same way without thinking of this movie. That was so fucking disgusting. (laughs) And I'm sorry. I'll I'll say it when we get to it, but I'm not going to say it now. But (laughs) the movie itself had me on edge the entire time. Mm -hmm. It didn't really feel like a horror movie per se. But then again, like, if you think about home invasion movies like The Strangers. Yeah. Um, The Collector, it doesn't necessarily start out like a horror movie. It starts out more like a thriller. Yep. And then it kind of segues into it. And I really like that about this movie. Oh, my God. I just I I'm so fans. Thank you for voting for this, because my life is better horror wise for now having seen this movie, because I've just put it off for so long because I'm like, 
oh, a blind guy, home invasion, that's really not going to be good. And then I'm like, holy fuck! <laughs> Shane's like, well, that blind guy kicked that guy's ass. I'm like, he's a fucking blind army vet! He's a blind ninja, damn it! <laughs> he, he totally is. Shane was like, so basically, they're breaking into Daredevil's house. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they really are. Wait till you see part two. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I was, so I, I did leave sick today because I'm not, I'm not feeling well. And I was like, I'm going to watch part two. And then I thought if he liked part one and part two still has Stephen Lang, I should probably wait and watch that with him. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my God. The end. You think it's the end. It also does the Hobbit ending or Lord of the Rings ending (laughs) where you think it's done. And then they're like, nope, but there's more. Oh, but there's more. Oh, but there's more. And shout out to the puppy. <laughs> that that dog was terrifying. Yeah, I loved it, though. I loved oh, yeah. this movie. Well, Maurice, I, uh, I, I know you have similar feelings to me because we saw it in the theater together. But what are your thoughts on this film? I love this movie. And yeah, we saw it in the theater when it first came out. So mm-hmm. we've seen it a long time ago, it seems like. Well, it was yeah. six years, so <laughs> yeah, it was we, in the before times. <laughs> no, I really dig this movie. Uh, it's it keeps you on the edge of your seat. Uh, you don't know what the hell's going to happen next. You don't know how the guy's going to react, and when he does react, <laughs> uh, fuck you. And it's like you don't. I don't care for any of these people. Yeah, but you kind of feel for the girl at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I care about Rocky. See, I, eh. I will get there. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. She had it coming. Not the ending, but it, it, she could have. You know, when Alex told her to back back out of it, she could have backed out. Yeah. He he knew it wasn't a good idea, but she was listening to her her sticky boyfriend. Mom. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> mm, see, I she, disagree. There was it. She, we'll get to it. We'll get. She's to my. It. She's my bitch. Oh God! That oh, line. yeah. <laughs> Is that, so? She's not his girlfriend. She's his bitch. Yep, that's what he but refers to her as. Think of it. This movie takes place in Detroit. Mm-hmm. It's one of, if not the most poorest city in the USA. Right. Things like this are very common. To have a bitch. To call your <laughs> significant other your bitch. Sure. <laughs> he also had a, a, a neck tattoo with a dollar sign, which I thought was really fitting for him. But well, yeah, well, I, his I'm nickname gonna, is I'm, money. <laughs> I'm going to plead my case for Rocky as we go through, but she's a real fucking bitch. That's all I'm going to say about her. <laughs> I hope the mic picked up that. <laughs> <laughs> and she had it coming. Maybe not the end, but she had it coming. Anyways, uh, the real fucking bitch was money. I couldn't stand that guy. Oh, oh fuck he was, uh, he was a scumbag, and I was so glad when he got shot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, the, but going back to the movie, the twist at the end is just... <gasps> it was, I mean, <laughs> it was good because it got you. Yeah. But it's like, oh, shit, this this, this really fucked up. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I never want to see a twist like that again. But <laughs> right, <laughs> especially um, how they deal with it, trying to get out, be on the receiving end of that. Well, oh, yeah, he, he had a nice drink before he got knocked out. <laughs> Lots of protein. Yeah, well, and it was warm, it. like Ovaltine. <laughs> Don't forget to drink your Ovaltine. Well. I just bought it a little in my mouth. <laughs> but yeah, I, I overall enjoy the movie. Uh, you know, I, the, the actors are good because they really make you hate them. Mm-hmm. But maybe not so much Alex. I didn't really, I mean, I didn't hate him. Mm. Yeah, he, I feel like you and I are going to like duel. This is going to be <laughs> like, it's going to be a, it's going to be a video game duel right here. I mean, granted, it was his, you know, it's, it's his idea. It's, he's doing it to get in her pants. Yeah. But he's not, I don't know. He's not as bad as money. No, nobody, nobody is bad as money. (laughs) Even the biggest drug lord in Detroit isn't as bad as money. (laughs) Yeah. Money is basically a walking cold sore. Like he's just, he's not good. Yeah. A walking herpaderp. In, indeed that's all i got so overall fan yeah i am going to agree i really enjoyed this movie um i went into it not knowing much at all like when we saw it in the theater you know i knew it was by the same guy who did evil dead um knew Stephen lang was in it. and i was like okay yeah you know let me check this out really enjoyed this film and this film does something that i've mentioned before on this show that i am a very big fan of no one is likable there are no heroes like, no. and, and this is something I, I will argue. Rocky isn't a hero, like in any way, shape or form. You know, she's just as much as a villain as everybody else in this film, which I love. I love it when a movie can do that. I love that about the Devil's Rejects. I love that about Three from Hell. Everybody is bad. Even the person they're robbing is bad. And they make that comment of just because he's blind doesn't mean he hasn't done some shit or something like that. Where, or doesn't mean he's a bad or doesn't mean he's a good person. That's what it was. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so like everybody in this film, maybe the little girl, Diddy is the only innocent, in this yeah. film, you know, but I, I love that about this because it leaves you not really hoping for any one person. You get sympathetic moments from different characters, even money. There is a momentary sympathetic moment with him even though he's an unlikable character. And that that's what I love about this film so much is while I can despise every character, I can also feel sympathy for every character because of their awful plight or these situations they've been put in. So yeah, I'm a huge fan. Like I think this movie doesn't get nearly enough credit. I loved part two. Me and me and Reese saw that in the theater as well. And the whole time I'm like, how in the hell are you going to turn the blind man into a hero? Because that's how it was kind of framed in the trailers was that he was. Spoiler alert. Spoiler (laughs) alert. I'm not giving spoilers. I'm saying what's in the trailer. The trailer is not a spoiler. You know what? I didn't even watch the trailer for the second one because I had never seen the first one. So I didn't want that one ruined. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm only saying what you would see in the trailer. Okay. But they frame it in such a way where the trailer makes it look like he is the hero. And I'm like, how the fuck can you make this guy the hero after what we saw in the first movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
I'm just going to say they they find ways to up the ante from this film while still keeping the same kind of formula. And I was impressed. I was very impressed. And Stephen Lang, like, I, I can't sing that guy's praises enough. He's good in everything. Um, and if you like this, fucking watch VFW. Holy shit, he's badass in VFW. <laughs> I still have to see that one. Oh, it's so good. I love that movie. <laughs> Like, that's one of those movies that I watched it from start to finish. I, I was, uh, Jess and Caleb were in Florida with her dad. And I'm home alone on my day off. I'm like, eh, what am I going to do? Oh, v- VFW, let me watch that. I watched the whole movie, did a couple things around the house, and then went back and rewatched it. <laughs> like, I was like, I need to watch that again. So it was very much in the vein of Hobo with a Shotgun, where I enjoyed it so much, I watched it again pretty much immediately. Okay. Um. It's just, it's, it's got a really fun flavor to it. Like it's fucked up, but it's just, it's, it's a fun ride. So, but yeah, overall huge fan of this movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor, stop the podcast right now, go watch it come back and finish listening to this. <laughs> but, uh, let's get into the cast here. As, as we've mentioned multiple times, Stephen Lang plays the blind man. Uh, we would know him from stuff like tombstone, the fugitive law and order avatar, uh, Conan the Barbarian, Salem, Into the Badlands, uh, VFW, Officer Down, obviously Don't Breathe too, as I mentioned. Um, then we have Rocky, played by Jane Levy. We know her from Shameless, Fun Size, The Evil Dead Remake, um, Monster Trucks, Twin Peaks, Castle Rock, and Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Then we have Alex, played by Dylan, I'm going to say this wrong, is it Minette or Minute? Not sure Minette. Minette. <laughs> But uh, Supernatural, Lost, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Goosebumps, 13 Reasons Why, and most recently, the uh, fifth Scream movie. Then we have Money, played by Daniel Zavato, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We saw him in It Follows, where he was also sticky looking. Um. (laughs) Right? He just, he's, his niche is look like a guy who really needs a shower because they've had lollipops melt all over them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He just looks sticky. Yes. (laughs) Um, He's also in Fear the Walking Dead, where once again, he looks sticky uh, from Dust Till Dawn, the series and Penny Dreadful. So for anyone who's listening to this who hasn't uh, seen this movie and has no idea what the fuck we're talking about, the basic plot is that uh, three people break into a house of a blind man who has a massive fortune and uh, find out that he's not as hopeless or not as helpless as they think. So shit goes wrong really quick. This <laughs> opening, it just it really that alone. So we open with the blind man, whom mm-hmm. you you can tell it's Stephen Lang. Yep, dragging a woman down the street with a trail of blood. And it's, and then it, it's broad daylight too. Right. So you're like, what the fuck is going on? Where are the neighbors? And then you get title card. Don't yep. breathe. It's it's a and hell of like, a way to open. Wow. <laughs> it, it's so effective because you see these houses around him and you're like, where are the neighbors? Why is nobody calling 911? Right. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> so uh, we, then we cut to the three hooligans, Money, Alex, and Rocky, breaking into a home. Now, they have the key and a passcode to the alarm. They turn off the alarm and uh, basically Alex tells them, remember, no money. 
and they run around and steal a bunch of random things like iPads, headphones, etc. Money decides to piss on the floor, and then they put a rock through the window to sound the alarm. I'm glad you said piss because at first I was like, is he jizzing on the floor? <laughs> like, does well, he does look it look get really him horny happy. to like rob people? I mean, maybe that's why he's so sticky. He just gets excited real easy. Maybe. <laughs> Um, so they, they put the rock through the window, sound the alarm and take off. Now we cut to the group driving away, talking about their score and money. I have a question. Oh, good. So be the first time that I've watched this. Mm -hmm. When they throw the rock through the window, why do they do that? To, to basically show that the place has been robbed. Like they don't want it to look like they don't want anyone to look into the, you know, like how did somebody come and break in without breaking in? You know, then they're going to look at the alarm company and then Alex's father could be under investigation. So the idea is they get in, they take their time, they do what they want because they have the passcode and the alarm key. But then on their way out, they're going to sound the alarm. So then when the cops get there, they're like, oh, it's, you know, standard break and entering. Okay, I see your theory and I raise you a the alarm company is going to see that they entered the passcode at X, Y, Z time. Mm hmm. And then, so they're inside, and then X, Y, Z time, they turn it off and then throw a rock through the window. Right, but here's the thing. they Keep in mind, they only stole a couple of things, right? So mm-hmm. how are they going to know that the t- when they turned off the alarm and then they re-entered the, like, they set the alarm, how do they know that wasn't, like, people actually setting and, like, the people who live there turning off the alarm? Because they're, it's not like they're going to know... Like, who was in the house at what time? They're just going to be like, oh, the alarm just turned on at this time, turned off at this time. Now, maybe if they investigate with the the owners, but I don't know. I think we're thinking okay. too much about it. No, I no, I appreciate you explaining that to me. Because, again, first time watching the movie. So I have more questions than probably you and Maurice have. <laughs> well, no, I just I, I immediately think, like, they're just trying to throw him off the trail of Alex's dad, you know. Right. But uh, so, yeah, we, we cut to them in the car. They're talking about their score. And um, there's this this running theme of a ladybug. We see uh, Rocky, a ladybug lands on the was it on the windowsill or on her hand? It, it lands on like the the knuckle of her thumb. OK, yeah. And then it flies away. And that'll that'll come back a little bit later. Chekhov's um, ladybug. Right. <laughs> But uh, they talk about how they, if they keep hitting places like they did today, they'll be able to get out of Detroit in no time and move to California. Alex looks shocked by this as he clearly uh, has a thing for Rocky and didn't know she was moving away. And she tells him to come with him. And he's like, oh, I can't. My dad's here. And she's like, oh, well, then we'll miss you. And then Alex makes his little sad face. Aw. <laughs> so, so did Alex not know that her and money were a thing? I think no, he knows. Yeah, I think Alex is he's the friend. He's the ducky. I was just going to say he's the ducky. (laughs) Yeah, because. okay, enough said. He's the sad friend. (laughs) But uh, we see Alex go home to a rather big house and uh, he goes into his dad's office where we see a drawer full of other keys and uh, like passcodes. And then we see on the computer screen, um, oh, I forget the name of it, but it was it was some kind of security firm. 
It was so his last name security firm LLC or something. Yeah. So basically his dad is providing security for all of these houses in the area. And this is how the group is robbing them. They're, they're getting the passcode and the keys from his dad's office, which is really fucked up. Um, but now we, we cut to money selling their hall to another ne'er-do-well, <laughs> some random guy in a van. What, this all you got? <laughs> this all my cut? Well, and that's the thing. Money gets pissed off that he didn't pay him more. And then he's like, you want cash? Steal cash. <laughs> and then he gives him a tip on a new place to hit. So cut to money going over the plan on this new place with Alex and Rocky. Oh, my um, God. And I love this. He goes, there. so this girl, this is a, this is a, this is a vet. A war vet and somebody ran some rich girl ran his daughter over with her car and then they got a big ass sediment so is that like kitty litter like well i love it because alex goes settlement and he goes blow me your honor (laughs) all right let's get back to sediment so is he picturing this like a lifetime supply of cat litter (laughs) i think he didn't know what sediment meant yeah, <laughs> I don't think probably he knew more true. Meant. Yeah, I think he was just that dumb. It all goes back to the tattoo on the neck. I yep. think they're just. I think that was just written to make him sound like an, like we already knew he's an idiot, <laughs> right? Yeah, and the tattoo on his neck is just to remind him of his name. So when he looks in the mirror, oh yeah, I'm money. Okay, you know. <laughs> but what is your God given name? What's your What's your Christian name? As they say, money, no problem. <laughs> no, mo money, mo problems. It's probably something stupid like Mikey or. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, it's probably you know. something like like uh, like shit. Let me think of an old timey name. His name is probably something like Garfield. Jebediah. Garfield. Jedediah. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, so he tells them that uh, the old man has three hundred thousand. Alex tells him no, citing no cash. He says anything over 10K is major larceny, which which means 10 years in prison if we get caught. Rocky assures him that they won't get caught, and if they pull this off, they never have to do it again. Alex still refuses, saying it could bring too much police presence and he could get his dad in a lot of trouble. Money gets pissed off, telling him he knew he would bitch out, and Alex walks away. Later that day, Alex gets texts from Money begging him for help, stating that he needs to get Rocky out of here. Alex reconsiders and looks up the house and the story of the settlement. Uh, so we cut to Rocky's place where we meet her god-awful mother and her unemployed Nazi boyfriend. <laughs> See, this is where I say that she is a victim of circumstance. So there's the little girl. Mm-hmm. What does she call her? Poppy or something? Diddy. 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 Yep. So she tells Diddy, how would you like to go and live with me in California? She doesn't want her sister to have the same upbringing that she had. Oh, I completely agree. But here's the thing. Two things can be true at once. You can be a victim of circumstance and still be still do awful things and therefore be an awful person. So she was robbing in her mind. She was robbing a blind man whose daughter was murdered. Like. She didn't know what he was up to when she went into that house. No, I get it. I get it. It's like, yeah, it's you have a you have a shitty circumstance, horrible life. I totally understand. And you do anything to get out and help your sister. But you're saying better you than me. Like, you're still a bad person. (laughs) So 
Um, so yeah, I, I have to agree with Maurice on this one that she's still a bad person. I don't disagree that she needed to get the fuck out, you know, and that she had, she was basically in an impossible situation where she had like dire, dire times, di- uh, call for dire measures. You know, I understand that, but it's, yeah, it's nobody's good in this movie. <laughs> nope. I don't know. I, okay. Maybe she's not good, but I, she's the most sympathetic character. Is that a better yeah. way to put it? Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I would agree. She's because I, I feel like she's kind of like a Robin Hood. She's stealing from the rich to give to the poor. Like her mother says, go get me a steak and cheese sub from Tony no, get, Keys. Get me a pizza. And then she goes in her purse and goes, you don't have any money in here. She goes, well, then you pay for it. I know you got money. She and goes, then she makes like she, in, she infers that her daughter is a hooker. Yeah, well, she, she, said, she said your lips look dry. Is that how you've been making your money? Yeah, she goes, your, your lips look sore. Yeah, and then she she makes the blowjob motions. So, yeah, her mom sucks, and her Nazi boyfriend is just as bad <laughs> with his fucking I swastika I just, tattoos. I, I guess it is a better way to express it that I sympathize with Rocky more than any of their any of the other characters because oh, absolutely. money just a thug, Alex doing shit to impress Rocky to get in her pants. So he's Mm -hmm. out of the friend zone, but Rocky is doing awful things for the purpose of making a better life for her and her sister. Right. Well, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Two things, two things can be true at once. You know, it's like, yeah, she's, she's in a horrible situation and it sucks, but also robbing from what you think is an innocent person. it, It doesn't make it better. So, but yeah, th- this whole scenario is sad because we we do meet Diddy here, her little sister, and it's just like it's the most most pathetic looking scene because she's sitting there with like a bowl of mostly milk and a couple pieces of cereal in it with a broken arm while wearing a ballerina costume, and it's just like everything about this is sad, right? And I think that's where that's where my compassion and my like uh, Rocky isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I think that's where that comes from because I just, I've known people who have done bad things for the purpose of solely like getting themselves and a loved one, like a younger right. loved one out. Oh, yeah. So I, I think that's why I think Rocky isn't so much the bad guy, but now that you're mentioning like other aspects of her, I agree. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing. It, it, she's meant to be the sympathetic character, but it's that whole concept of, you know, two wrongs don't make a right type of thing, which yeah. no, I it, get it, that now. It, it, it's much, much like Devil's Rejects, where it dares you to empathize with villainy. And that's what I love so much about this, because because even money like there, there's th- that moment there where he's he's begging Alex for help on behalf of Rocky. Like, even though money is a dick. He's like his whole point, like he keeps saying, we got to get to California. Why do they got to get to California? He wants to get her out of the scenario that they're in. So even though he's a complete sticky dick, <laughs> he uh, he clearly cares about Rocky to some degree. Yeah, he cares about that bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, he cares about his bitch and where they go. But yeah, it the whole thing's bad. But th- this is where um, Rocky talks to Diddy and tells her like, She's asking her what she wants to do. And she says she wants to go to the beach and she goes or she wants to go surfing. And uh, she tells her there's no surf in Michigan. And then she gets a a text from Alex that says, "Okay, let's do it. 
And Rocky looks up at, at uh, Diddy and tells her that there is surf in California and says, how would you like to move there? Just you and me. And Diddy smiles and shakes her head yes. So basically, they're going to escape her mom. And then we get a montage of downtown Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not far off. <laughs> I mean, it really, I've I've driven down like Weston, like those mm-hmm. side streets down like by down by the library. And yeah. that really is what the city looks like now. And it shouldn't. I agree. It's it's depressing. But we see them scoping out the house. Uh, Rocky and Alex are waiting in the car and we get this awful backstory from Rocky. She uh, Alex notices a new tattoo on her arm. It's a ladybug. And she tells him the story behind it, that when her dad left, her mom started drinking. And, you know, of course, she blamed Rocky for her dad leaving. Uh, And Rocky would cry because she missed him so bad. Mom would then get sick of her crying and lock her in the trunk of her car, sometimes for hours. But this one time, a ladybug flew in through a little hole in the trunk and kept her company, making her feel safe. She goes on to say when the, that when she gets to California, she'll color, color that tattoo, and that'll be the last time she marks her body. So the, there's the ladybug significance that will come up again. But uh, Alex pipes up and tells her that if they pull this off, he's coming to California with them. She just smiles and tells him, I know. So now Money gets in the car and shows them a time lapse of the house that uh, there's no one nearby. Like, so, like there's no, there are no neighbors, mm-hmm. four block radius. We got this. And he's blind. Bitch yep. lost his sight in Iraq. Yep. And uh, he, t- he tells him basically there's been no cops, no traffic, no nothing. So this will be easy. And, and the guy is practically a shut in. So they'll have to do it with him there. Then suddenly we get a dog jump scare. First of many. There's a Rottweiler <laughs> snarling and jumping at the window of the car. Someone whistles, the dog runs off, and we get our first glimpse of the army vet who lives in the house that they're going to rob. So now we get a full-on look of the blind man, whereas before we just kind of saw him from the from the back as he was dragging, you know, the, the poor girl, uh, which we will find out to be Rocky. But um, we find out here that he's blind and lost his sight in Iraq, like he said. And uh, Alex pipes up saying, isn't it kind of fucked up to rob a blind guy? And Money responds with probably the most important line in the movie, just because he's blind don't mean he's a fucking saint, bro. And I'm like, that could have been the fucking tagline. Right. <laughs> so they plan to do it tonight and they leave. Now we cut back to that night. The group is coming back to the house. Money comments on how there's literally no one else in the neighborhood and points that the lights are off and goes, he must be asleep. And I love Alex's response. He's blind. Lights don't mean anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Rocky's like, it's 2 a.m. He's sleeping. So they head toward the house and and go to take care of the dog by throwing a drug-filled sausage at him. Okay, so Shane and I asked, it. we thought it looked like a hot pepper. Yeah, I don't know. It was some, it was some kind of food. <laughs> okay, so I wrote down, ask Mike and Reese what that was they threw at the dog, because it looked like a pepper. I'm going to go with a sausage. Yeah, they drugged him because Money made a comment before about he could, how he could get a chloroform bomb. Yeah, well, they for were that they, night. They use that. Yeah. Yeah. So, th- so they, he could no. I mean, he could get anything that he needed. Right. Um. But yes, so they discover that there are four locks on the door, and they can't get in with the key that they brought. Uh, So they look for other ways to get in. Alex is shocked to find out that his keys don't work on any of the doors. 
And eventually Rocky notices a small window with no bars on it that she can fit through. So they help her up. They give her a remote to disarm the security system. She breaks into the window, slips in, triggers the alarm. Uh, that gives him 30 seconds to input the passcode. Now, it's important here because she steps on a piece of broken glass that sticks to her boot, kind of clicks along as she walks, and then dislodges and, le and leaves it in the hallway. So I'm like, gee, I wonder if that's going to come back later. <laughs> but uh, she quickly makes her way through the house until she finds and disarms the alarm panel. And then this is where we get the friend zone comment outside between Rocky and Alex. He's where... like, that's my bitch. He goes, just because you jerk off to her Instagram photos don't, make it, don't mean anything. Stay in the friend zone. <laughs> I was like, that's horrible. <laughs> but <laughs> Rocky opens the door, letting them in. They take off their shoes and begin searching the house. Now, we get a close-up on Chekhov's hammer, which will come back later. In the, in the laundry room, we see like a bunch of tools. And they focus really hard on a hammer. <laughs> like, yeah, I wonder if that's going to keep coming back. But we also close in on the multiple locks on the basement door. So we see things around the house that look out of place. Uh, money goes upstairs and we get this, this great traveling camera shot where we see like the space between the floors. Like we see like the vent, the vent shaft that again will come back into play. Um, and then we get like the zooming down the hallway and like into the bedroom where it goes under the bed and we see under the blind man's bed, uh, like a fucking hand cannon duct taped to the bed frame and then up and around and focus on the blind man's face while he's sleeping in bed. And we see money kind of like slowly creeping into the room. And there's like a home video playing of the, of the blind man's daughter. It's actually really sad. And when I watched it yesterday, it looked like, there were two bodies in the bed. So it looked like there was him. And then oh. like on the other half of the bed, it looked like there was another body. Do you guys Th know what I'm talking about? I think it was just pillows. Oh no. I think it was just pillows too, but I think that he built that as kind of a comfort. Oh, probably. Himself. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, no, it's definitely sad. And then we, and again, at this point, we know nothing about the blind man's history. We just know he lost his daughter. And uh, we see Money make the chloroform bomb here, where he fills a bottle with chloroform, punctures it, puts his thumb over it. And this is creepy because, like, we're focusing on him putting the bottle together. And then we look up, and the blind man is just sitting up in bed facing Money. Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, it's, it's a big jump scare. Uh, but then he, like, the blind man grabs the remote control, turns off the TV, and goes back to bed. Money places the chloroform bomb on the floor, gas fills the room, and he closes the door and leaves. So, downstairs, he tells the others that he's unconscious now. And Rocky points out the locks on the basement door, suggesting that if Money is in the house, it's got to be in there. So, Money gets to work on breaking the lock off with a crowbar. Fails miserably and decides he's going to shoot the lock. That'll learn it. <laughs> But Alex gets pissed off telling him by bringing a gun, he's made it perfectly legal for this guy to shoot them. Money tells him he wasn't about to rob an army vet unarmed. <laughs> so Alex tries to get Rocky to leave, but she refuses. Now, uh, this is where he uses a poor man's uh, silencer by putting a plastic bottle over the end of the gun and shoots the lock off. So Alex goes to take off. Money and, and Rocky go to get the basement door open. Part of the lock falls off on the ground and suddenly the old man is standing in the room asking who's there. 
So again, another jump scare. And like the way they, they have Stephen Lang pop up out of nowhere in this movie, it's unsettling. (laughs) It really is. So money and Rocky back away and money tries to play it off. Like he wandered in and he was wasted. Like the old man's like kind of walking toward him. He's like, Oh, sorry, man. I, I walked in. I'm really wasted. I'll leave. I'll leave. And this is where the blind man steps on the piece of the lock and realizes that the basement door is open. And then money threatens him. And we see the old man, like kind of getting his location by listening. This is where he goes full daredevil. (laughs) He's like listening around the room and he's, he's slowly making his way toward money. The old man slams the basement door shut and money keeps repeatedly telling him, you stay there or I'll shoot you. Fires a warning shot, alerting Alex, who, you know, stops for a second, like he was trying to get out. And uh, Money thinks he has the upper hand, like he's pointing it at the, at the old man, like, yeah, see, you heard that, you're scared now. And this is where the old man just grabs him by the throat, grabs the gun, and slams him against the wall. Yep. It's and like, then he's, he's like, please don't kill me, let me go, let me live. Right. So he's begging for his life, and, and the old man asks, how many, how many of you are there? He tells him it's just me. And he's and this is where, again, where you kind of feel bad for him because he's looking at Rocky and he doesn't want him to know that she's there. She's like, it's just me, man. It's just me. And then, you know, the old man relaxes his grip, making money, think he's going to let him go. And then blammo, he shoots him in the face. <laughs> now, I love this. Right effect. through the jaw. And that's going to come back into play. Yep. But I love this effect because he shoots him in the face and his cheeks kind of balloon out. Like, it's this slow-mo shot. It's so good. So, again, kudos on uh, Fetty Alvarez for finding people who do really good violence effects. Because, man, Evil Dead was filled with them, too. Yeah. But, uh, so, Rocky backs away in disbelief as the old man just drops Money's body to the floor. She quietly backs away into the closet and hides while the old man angrily punches the wall, freaking out. Cut to Alex coming back in. He goes to walk toward the living room and is almost bowled over by the blind man as he comes walking down the hall. That, again, another jump scare. You know, Alex is creeping down the hall and then here comes the blind man like a fucking freight train. (laughs) So Alex presses against the wall. The old man passes by and he finds Chekhov's glass and immediately realizes the bathroom window was broken. So he goes into the kitchen, padlocks the door shut grabs tools and wood from the laundry room and goes back into the bathroom to board up the window. So Alex is hiding in the bathroom the whole time while the old man is working. Uh, Rocky texts Alex telling him that the old man shot money. And uh, Alex tells her that he's in the house and asks where she is. She tells him the closet. So now we cut to Rocky in the closet. The old man walks in and removes, uh, removes a piece of wall revealing the safe. He punches in the code 2978 and checks to see if the contents are still there. Satisfied that it's still full, he closes the the safe door and leaves while Rocky watches. So Alex makes his way over to Rocky, tries to convince her to leave uh, before the old man calls the cops. And she tells him to wait, opens the safe and cleans it out. So they realize there's a hell of a lot more than 300K in there. That it looks like there's over a million dollars. Alex points out that the basement door is open and that the storm cellar door was locked from the inside. So maybe they can get out that way. Rocky goes to uh, head to the door and suddenly it flings open. And there's the old man as he's walking out of the basement uh, with a garbage bag. (laughs) Because that blind guy's got a quote 
bag up that money. <laughs> but um Because yeah, he bags up money's body and drags his ass away. But Shane was like, look, it's only his head. That is genius. Well, right, because that was the part that was bleeding. Right. So he's making less of a mess because being blind, he can only know where so much mess is. Right. So now he's this 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 blind man is pretty fucking genius. But um Well, I mean he's also military, so I'm he's seen and done some shit. Oh yeah. 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 Oh absolutely. But uh while they're while Rocky and Alex are kind of watching in horror, they back away and Alex steps on a loose floorboard, which creaks, causing the old man to stop and point the gun, listening for any more movement. Suddenly Money's phone goes off, causing the old man to shoot at it. He goes over, finds the phone, and smashes it, and then continues to drag Money down the hall. Alex and Rocky head into the basement and begin looking for a way out. And I, I just got to comment, it's very strange that there's no fucking steps. It's like you walk in and there's a ladder going down. Like, that's a weird basement to me. Well, no, it totally is. And I was like, how would a blind guy navigate that? But if that was his home right, for he- so many years, he would be able to plot all of that out and know exactly how many steps is it to the basement and then grab the ladder. But the first time you see the basement, I'm like, oh, they're going to fall down. Mm -hmm. But I'm just shocked because I've never seen a basement with a ladder like that. You know, it's just, I thought that was very strange. Yeah. I've never seen that. I've seen like where you open a hatch to the basement, but it's like, it's stairs, you know, they're very steep, but I've, I've never seen one with a ladder. But I thought that was cool. But uh, so they back upstairs. We see the old man getting some tools to fix the damaged lock to the basement door. When he gets a whiff of something funky, <laughs> he sniffs around the kitchen until he finds money shoes and sniffs them. And I'm like, oh, sorry, Susie. <laughs> yeah, I got a little little no thank you. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking if money money looked pretty fucking sticky that whole time. Like, I don't even want to think about what his shoes were like. Like, yuck. But. Okay, I've, I watched it, and now I'm getting a little. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he then realizes that there's at least one other pair of shoes there. He feels around, he finds Rocky's boots. So he knows there's someone else in the house. He checks the safe, finds it's empty, and realizes he's been robbed. Down in the basement, we get the captive girl jump scare. So Rocky mm-hmm. and uh, and Alex are walking around and suddenly some fucking girl comes running out of the darkness. And, like she's attached to a harness and a, and like a cord, which when pulled rings a bell in the hallway upstairs. And also she is being safe because she's wearing a mask. Mm hmm. <laughs> she sure is. <laughs> but. So uh, down in the basement, you know, they're obviously freaking out. Like, what the fuck? Like, why does he have a girl captive down here? And the old man now knows there's something going on down in the basement. So Alex wants to get the fuck out of there, but Rocky wants to help the girl. The girl points to a safe and they try the code from upstairs. Once again, 2978. And uh, they open it to find some keys. Meanwhile, the blind man enters the basement with a gun. So they get the girl free and try to help her out. They get to the storm door and find that it's locked. 
Alex fumbles with the keys, unlocks it, opens it to find, surprise, the old man is now back outside, standing there with a gun. <laughs> and he grazes Alex's ear. And I'm like, oh my God, that hurt. And Shane's like, what do you mean it hurt? He only grazed his ear. And I said, have you ever has, had your, your ear grazed by a bullet? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he, he starts firing into the basement, grazes Alex's ear. And this is where we, we he hits Rocky's phone and we don't really see what else happens. Like there's just gunfire and we cut to this great wide shot. I love this shot. So we see a wide shot of the street at night and we just hear the muffled gunfire and we see the flashes from the muzzle like lighting up the back of the house. It's like it's just a really cool shot. And we cut back to the basement. Alex lay on the floor in shock. Rocky looks over at the girl they were trying to help and sees blood pouring from her throat and she collapses. So the blind man starts to make his way into the basement. Alex and Rocky get up and run. He shoots several more times and they hide. He walks into the basement, steps in the blood of his captive, leans down and realizes who it is. Immediately freaks out, cradling her, saying, my baby. So we're going to find out more in a minute. As the first time viewer, mm -hmm. I thought when he said my baby... He thought the girl that killed his daughter was a substitute ah. for the daughter. Okay. See, I was just very confused the first time I watched it. I'm like, all right, let's see where this is going. <laughs> no, I really thought that, like, this girl took his daughter's life. So now his daughter's life, he looks at this captive. That's why he took her captive. Right. Just my two cents. Well, I could see that. But uh, so, yeah, so the old man grabs a lock, takes a screwdriver, jams it in there, breaking it off, making it impossible to open the, the lock again and then relocks the basement door. So he locks them in there and they ain't getting out that way. Um, the, the two make a break for it. And the old man shuts off the power, throwing the entire basement into complete darkness. Which I this, love this entire part. Yeah. This whole scene is so fucking freaky. Like. Rocky and Alex freeze in place, not knowing where to go. And the old man begins to hunt them. Because and, he knows the layout of the land. Yep. So they're in his, they're in his playland. Well, and I love the way he's like, he's quickly navigating the, the pathways. Like there's all of these like standing shelving units with tons of stuff on it and stuff hanging from the ceiling. And he's navigating down these like pathways just smacking it, like smacking his hand on the shelf or onto the stuff hanging from the ceiling. So he knows exactly where he's going and he's moving fast. Meanwhile, we see like these, these awesome night vision shots of like Rocky and Alex eyes wide as shit, just kind of like feeling around in the darkness. Mm -hmm. And there's this, oh, there's this intense moment where Rocky is slowly approaching the old man and we see him just like, Waiting in the darkness like a fucking spider. <laughs> I really thought she was going to get shot the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Well, because that's the thing. She almost touches him. Like, she's right in front of him. And, th and then Alex calls out for her and the old man shoots, forcing her to recoil. So the old man surprises Alex by grabbing him from the other side of one of those shelving units and tries to execute him, but finds that he's out of bullets. So instead, he starts choking the shit out of Alex. So Alex, uh, you know, he he leans up on the wall and like presses back, knocking the shelving unit down onto the old man. So which allows him to momentarily escape. Um, 
Alex meets up with Rocky and they make their way to the basement, like the basement ladder and uh, get the fuck out and quickly jam the crowbar under the door, trapping the old man in the basement. They turn to their left and surprise, surprise, the Rottweiler is awake and standing at the end of the hall growling. He's like, oh, that was a good nap. Now I'm going to eat you alive. He's like, I had a snossage. Now I'm ready for the main course. Um, so Alex hands Rocky the keys and calmly tells her to go to the front door, use the blue keys, and Alex tries to keep the dog calm. Rocky struggles. He says the shape of the keys, like the key rings that Mm -hmm. matches the keys. And Rocky's like, it doesn't work. Well, he tells. Well, fuck this. Well, he tells her, use, use the blue keys. And then she walks over to the, to the, to the door while he's trying to keep the dog calm. And Rocky's struggling with the door, obviously. Like like you said, she can't get out. The dog just sits watching Alex until suddenly the old man pounds on the basement door. Soon as he hits that door, the dog runs at Alex. Alex grabs Rocky because she can't get out still. She's futzing with the door. He's like, fuck it, we gotta go upstairs. They run upstairs and barricade themselves into a random bedroom. And now, friends and friends, it turns into Die Hard. In the vents. Pretty much. Because they realize that all of the windows have bars on them. And they have no way out. So Alex takes out the alarm remote and begins trying to push the panic button. Rocky stops him saying they can't. They'll go to jail. He tells her robbery versus kidnapping and murder. They don't. They won't care why we're here. <laughs> but Rocky points out we won't be able to keep the money. And I need the money. So meanwhile, the old man makes his way to the bedroom, gets Chekhov's hand cannon from under his bed, <laughs> then makes his way back to the door. Alex notices a large uh, or a vent large enough for Rocky to get in and tells her to go. Just then, the old man begins shooting the door while Alex tries to keep it shut. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? He's shooting it. You're fucked. So... Rocky gets in the vent. The old man gets the door open and lets the dog in. And this dog is like in fucking Hulk mode because it jumps on Alex and throws him out the window and through the bars. Like he broke the bars off the window (laughs) and then falls down onto a skylight in the first floor. And then it goes crack, crack, crack. Yep, he's laying unconscious on the on the window as it's slowly cracking. So the old man heads back downstairs and we see Alex lying on the window directly above him. Meanwhile, Wonder Dog jumps up on the dresser and rushes into the vent after Rocky. <laughs> yeah, that that dog is something else, huh? I think that dog was military. Right? <laughs> I was gonna say Oh, that absolutely. Dog, that dog is not giving up. He's like, fuck you. Um so Rocky comes to a drop in the vent where she can only go down head first. Like there's not enough room for her to turn around. She hears something, sees the dog coming up behind her, having no choice. She flings herself down the vent and lands on her face. Uh, the old man hears the thump and goes to investigate. Alex wakes and up. We think that Rocky is dead. Yeah, well, yeah, because she landed on her face and it goes black. Right. <laughs> so... Oh, um, well, that that happens a couple times in this movie. Yeah, where you think she's dead, and it's like, oh, yeah, she definitely no. gets concussed more than a couple times. But <laughs> so the the old uh, the old man goes off to investigate, and now Alex wakes up and slowly tries to move off the glass before it breaks. 
He rolls over, looks up, and sees the old man hanging out the open window above him, pointing the gun around. He shoots, missing Alex, but shattering the window, dropping him back into the house. So he gets up and begins hitting the panic button on the alarm, moving toward the alarm panel. The old man comes around the corner and begins shooting, and uh, Alex runs and hides in the laundry room where he finds Money's body. Alex sees the tool bench and a chance for weapons. The old man rounds the corner and starts shooting into the room. Alex gets the drop on him, hitting him in the hand with Chekhov's hammer. So that hammer finally came back into play. Now we get the blind man beat down as he whoops the fuck out of Alex. Oh my God. (laughs) It's brutal. Like he bangs his head off the radiator. He's punching the shit out of him. He hits him with a shovel repeatedly. Oh yeah. He beats the shit. The Alex man, he, he gets, he gets whooped. And then, uh, he throws, he throws Alex into the washing machine, which turns the washing machine on, making too much noise. So his daredevil senses are, are dampened. <laughs> and uh, Alex go, gets, goes to get to the dropped gun. And the, you know, the old man turns off the washer, hears Alex, beats the fuck out of him again. He can't get the gun. He's starting to choke him out. He throws him aside. And then we see, uh, while this is all happening, like we see the garden shears laying there, focusing yep. on those. And yep, the blind. Me- oh, good. The, mo- the movie becomes the Bernie now. All of a sudden. Yep, I have. Yes. The old, the old man does his best Cropsy impression, <laughs> <laughs> and stabs what we think is Alex. So, we will come back to that. But we cut to Rocky waking what up. What do you the- What do you mean? I mean that was Alex, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It stab- stabbed him in the chest. Um, <laughs> so we cut to Rocky waking up at the vent, and. This scene, man, the sound effects, all the fucking cracking and popping as she's moving, where it sounds like shit's just snapping back into place. <laughs> it's blah. It's just grody. But uh, so she crawls down the vent toward a grate that leads outside. Uh, she has to crawl over another vent leading into the living room to get to that vent. When she gets to it, she can't get it open, so she slowly turns herself around and starts kicking the vent to, that leads outside. Boots it off the wall, you know, opening it up to the outside like she's going to escape. Suddenly, mm. the old man is in the living room below her and pulls her down through that vent. So she's stuck back in the house again. Rocky tries to get away, but he beats the fuck out of her and chokes her until she passes out. So this is the second <laughs> he, time he in five beats, minutes. He beats the shit out of her. Yeah, he does. Like, he punches her multiple times in the face. Um, So we cut to Rocky waking up in the basement in the same harness that the captive girl was in. Rocky sees the blind man sitting in the chair nearby and begs him to let her go. She tells him she understands him, that the girl killed his daughter and he wanted to make her pay. She begs, begs for him to let her go and promises that she won't say anything. He tells her, you understand nothing. Because only a parent can understand the, bo- the bond between a father and their child. He tells her that the girl should have went to prison, but rich girls don't go to jail. She tells him that none of this will bring his daughter back. And he goes, that's where you're wrong. And then he goes on to explain his very fucked up plan. He tells uh, Rocky how Cindy took away his child and that he thought it was only Ugh. fair that she give him a new one, that she was pregnant with his baby. He tells Rocky, you killed them both. They would still be alive if you hadn't broken into my home. You have to be held accountable. 
like what the fuck <laughs> so this is my first like huh so now he's raping people but then oh, there's well, more oh yeah we'll get back to that in a second so we cut upstairs we see alex is alive the shears are sticking out of money's corpse and alex is fucked six ways from sunday like his eye is closed because it's all swollen he's like bleeding from everywhere like he's fucked up but uh, he grabs the hammer and goes to leave the laundry room. The dog rushes him. He dekes it out and locks it in the laundry room. <laughs> Back in the basement, the old man puts Cindy's corpse in the septic tank. He then begins to heat up a cumsicle. Yeah. This whole scene okay, is I have fucked. A, I have a question. So he puts her in the septic tank. Mm-hmm. Shane and I were both like, what is he filling that up with? Because then he places like linoleum or he puts the floor green flooring. Yeah. Yeah. He puts the floor green back over it. So what is he filling that up with? I have no idea. I'm assuming that, I mean, it looked like shit. So (laughs) I don't know if that's just That's what I wrote. I said, is he, is he pumping her with poop? If it looks like shit and it smells like shit, it's shit. Yeah. All right, I, we're just going to go with shit with flooring over it, not going to smell. Well, he there was a there was a cement piece attached to that flooring. Like if you, if you look there's the like it was like a, a removable section of the floor. There was okay. like a, a chunk of cement there. Yeah, cuz I thought the same thing and I was like, "Oh no, it's not just linoleum. There's like a big old chunk of cement." So, but yeah, it, it, this whole scene is just beyond fuck. Rocky starts begging him, saying, please, God. And the old man tells her there is no God. It's all there is no God. Yeah. (laughs) He goes on to explain he's not a rapist. He never forced himself on Cindy. And I'm like, I'd argue that your logic is off here, buddy. (laughs) Like, (laughs) You may not be doing the act, but this is still rape. Like, this is fucked up. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. He hoists Rocky up in a harness. Oh, my God. And then he cuts her pants. Yeah. Along her crotch. Yep. That part was really hard for me to watch because I know I've said it before. I think that rape rape scenarios are really hard to watch in general. Oh, yeah. And I don't care if he says I'm not a rapist. You are injecting her with your semen without her consent. Right. No, that's why I said that. I would argue there's a flaw in his logic. With oh. That. So, but yeah, when he's cutting along, like a blind man with scissors cutting open the crotch of your pants. Like, yeah, I know that that's a whole lot of nope. <laughs> this entire scene is nope. Um, But we then get the infamous turkey baster scene. Now, oh. So for those who haven't seen it, he's got a little container of semen that he's heating up on a fucking hot plate. He then takes a turkey baster and sucks it up. And we see it complete with a pube, like suck up into the turkey baster, like camera angle straight down at semen filling the turkey baster on the big screen. That was really disturbing. (laughs) Like, it's disturbing it on any screen, but seeing, like, this huge cum shot on this big screen was like, oh, what the fuck, dude? So, do you think they put the pube in there for the people who maybe didn't know what it was? 
possibly no or, i think or it was you, you think they're just going with like real life i th- i think it was just let's how can we make this even more gnarly <laughs> like, yeah okay let's put a hair in there it's like ah <laughs> um but yeah, Rocky tells him, you can't do this to me, to which he responds, there is nothing a man can't do once he accepts the fact that there is no God. He goes on to say, you're strong, you're young, you'll breed well. What the fuck? <laughs> like, this whole scene is so wrong. So, Rocky freaks Nine months. F- I just ask of you for nine months. Yeah. Especially free. when he says you'll breed well. Right. When he says why he had the other girl there, that's mm-hmm. not breeding well. That is a that's a one shot thing. Yeah, it ugh, the whole thing. This whole thing is fucked up. But she freaks out, understandably. And like Maurice said, he goes, he says nine months, and I will give you your life back. He goes to give her the old turkey baster, and then we see Alex holding the hammer. Rocky closes her eyes, and blood spatters her face. There's this great slow motion scene of Alex hitting the old man, Rocky falling, and then um, them handcuffing the old man to the to the harness. Alex frees Rocky and she proceeds to kick the shit out of him and shove the turkey baster of jizz down his throat, gagging Have him some on baby batter, bastard. She gags him on his own cum. <laughs> like, oh, this whole sequence, like. I can't say that wasn't deserving, but like, my God, I've never seen a horror movie with so much jizz. <laughs> like, this oh. is the point where I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Yeah, now it's it was intense. But uh, they grab the backpack of money. Rocky tells the old man he'll rot in prison for the rest of his life for what he's done, and Alex tells her they can involve the cops now. There's th- their blood is all over the place, and they're stealing a million in cash. The old man tells them, you got what you came for. Now get out of my house. Alex points out that he's buying their silence and tells Rocky he'll do whatever she wants. If she wants to turn him in, they'll turn him in. If he wants to, if she wants to take the money and run, they'll go. Cut to Alex and Rocky at the front door and locking it. Alex opens the door and then blam, he's shot twice. He falls back and we see the old man standing there with the gun pointed at them. Rocky flings the door open and makes a run for it. Now, this whole sequence is intense. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's running down the street. She stops, looks back, sees the old man standing on the porch, and she mocks him, saying, you're useless out here. And that's when we see the Rottweiler run past him and after Rocky. And so the dog chases her to the car, bites the backpack. She slips it off and gets in the car where the dog traps her. She has no keys. The money is outside with the dog, who is now standing on the hood of the car like, fuck your car. <laughs> um, so she has nowhere to go. She pulls down the back seat, like uh, to, leading into the trunk, gets a strap out of the trunk, hooks it onto the trunk lid, and leans back, pops the trunk open, waiting for the dog. So it's pretty fucking smart, actually. Uh, she waits for the dog to jump in. She yanks the strap, pulling the, the trunk door closed, and then kicks the seat back in position, trapping the dog in the trunk. However, the dog being the fucking monster that it is, rips through the seat and kill and still comes for her. She then punches it in the face. And that was so fucking great. <laughs> she fucking cold cocks the dog and then straps the, uh, the trunk strap to his, his collar, stopping him just short of eating her face. 
She then rolls out of the door, slams it shut, trapping the dog in the car. She grabs the bag and surprise, here comes the old man up behind her. He grabs her, clocks her in the head and knocks her out. Cut to where the movie started with Rocky being dragged down the street by the old man. He brings her back home, throws her on the floor next to Alex's body. She looks down, sees a ladybug on her hand. It spreads its wings and flies. She then notices the remote to the alarm system. She quickly clicks the button for the panic alarm, sounds the alarm off, making it impossible for him to use his daredevil senses. And the old man starts shooting wildly. Rocky grabs the crowbar and starts beating the fuck out of him with it. She knocks, uh, knocks him into the open basement door where the gun goes off, shooting him in the side. And we see him laying there seemingly dead as blood pours out of his side. Rocky shuts the door on him and leaves. So we see si- or we hear sirens approaching. We look down the street. We see car, or a cop car coming up. So she takes off between the houses and runs away. Now we cut to Rocky and Diddy at a train station heading to ca- getting ready to head to California. Rocky sees a news report on the TV about the old man. The reporter tells the story about how two robbers broke into the man's house. He was able to defend and kill both of or defend himself and kill both of them. And while he sustained injuries, the doctors say he's in stable condition and is expected to make a full recovery. Nothing was reported stolen by the victim. And we do a close up on the, on the old man's face. Rocky and Diddy head to their platform, cut to black, credits, the end. Fucking wild, <sighs> man. <laughs> it really, oh my God. It really was. Does anybody have any uh, final thoughts on, uh, on Don't Breathe? No. no I, th- I, th- I think we said it all. <laughs> As a def- first time watcher, watch it. And I'll definitely say, Susie, you guys need to watch part two and let us know what you think, because... I will say I really enjoyed part two. Um, I feel it's definitely much less horror with that one. Cause this, this, this has the suspense. This one has mm-hmm. that whole, like, you know, what's around every corner type feeling to it. Whereas part two doesn't have that per se. It's a lot more action packed, but it's just as like edge of your seat thrill ride. Like it's so much fun. So definitely looking forward to hearing what you think about that. But uh, so for the for the trivia, there really wasn't a lot. Um, just that uh, Stephen Lang wore contact lenses that greatly restricted his vision, uh, particularly in low light. The other actors in the scene taking place in the dark wore lenses that made them look like their eyes had had dilated greatly. So basically, no one could see shit. In those right. Scenes. Yeah. Um, and then this I thought was funny that ironically the street where the blind man lived is called Buena Vista, which translates to good view in Spanish. Hmm. So <laughs> the last bit of trivia, like there's really not a lot of trivia on this. The last bit of trivia was the original title for this movie was a man in the dark. And that's what it's called in a couple other countries. So that's an alternate title for it, but I like don't breathe better. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, for, uh, for those of you not following us on the socials, uh, we are the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. And Maurice handles our Twitter. And what is that good, sir? At Boogeyman's The. Thank you very much. Uh, we do have a Patreon. It's $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes. So you get to hear our little breaks in this episode along with our pre-ramble. Um, 
But yeah, uh, plus one episode every month that's exclusive to Patreon where we just discuss random topics or random films. So check that out if you are so inclined. And uh, we are part of the Rad Pantheon Network. So if you like this show, check out radpantheon.com for other programs similar, um, along with a bunch of other artists and musicians. It's basically an art collective of really cool people. So check that out. Um, we are still doing our giveaways. By the time you hear this, both the February and March giveaways will have had their winners, and hopefully the April giveaway will be posted. I am in the process of putting that package together. So, yeah. And for anyone who likes to watch our films before we cover them, our next one is episode 138, The Strangers. So, not looking forward to seeing that one myself, because I know I'm going to be odd man out on it, but yeah, The Strangers. But all right, guys, uh, any final thoughts here before we close it out? Nope. Nope. I guess all nothing. right. Well, then, as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. See ya. Toodaloo. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned.